Ernest, what's up? Y'all know I'm big on doing your research, sharing your research, and giving credit to where you found the research. But I always get asked the same question. Where do I start with the research? And the answer is easy. It's our sponsor, Yahoo Finance. Whether I'm tracking the daily movement of my favorite companies, doing technical analysis with their easy-to-use charting platform, or checking balance sheets, Yahoo Finance makes something very complex simplified. For more than 25 years, Yahoo Finance has been the brand behind every great investor. Whether you're a seasoned investor or you're looking for extra guidance, Yahoo Finance gives you all the tools and data you need in one place. They're the number one finance destination producing a holistic look at the financial news cycle, including breaking news, original editorial perspectives, analyst ratings, independent research, customizable charts, and so much more. You could actually securely link your brokerage accounts for a unified view of your wealth, including your 401k and other investments. A comprehensive perspective is what sets apart great investors. And it's how Yahoo Finance ensures you have the insight to look at your wealth in its entirety. With a community of over 90 million users each month, their real strength is helping you on your way to financial success. For comprehensive financial news and analysis, visit the brand behind every great investor, yahoofinance.com. The number one financial destination. That's yahoofinance.com. You heard me, yahoofinance.com. Don't wait, don't hesitate. I use it, you should go over and start using it now. Ready for a career in behavioral health? Earn your online degree at Herzing University. Choose from health and human services, psychology, or social work programs. Gain the skills to work, coordinate, and manage nonprofits. Secure a bachelor's in psychology to study mental health or advance your social work career through our online masters of social work. Let us help you become a social change agent. Your future starts now at Herzing University. Text HEALTH to 85109. That's HEALTH to 85109. Or visit herzing.edu. All right, guys. So a lot of people ask us, how do they make a podcast? So I'm going to let you know on a secret. On the easiest, most productive way to start a podcast and get it up and running, and that is the app called Anchor. It's free. They have all kind of cool creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. They will distribute your podcast for you to all of the major outlets, including Spotify, Apple, Google, and many more. And you can make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one simple, easy place. So if you're interested in starting a podcast, go download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. Let's do it. My graduates from my school being Forbes, backdrop. Backdrop. <laughs> A mic drop. Bag drop. Bag drop. All right. So we're going to go into the, to the nitty gritty. But before we start, you have to acknowledge this because we don't want this to go with people's heads. So, okay. 2012, which was seven years ago, right? Yeah. So, yeah. <clears throat> you borrowed 30000 Yes. Right? To do your second investment property. And then from there, you kind of just learned the ropes and you're at where you're at now. So 
in the words of Kendrick Lamar, <laughs> he, he took thirty thousand and he freaked it to twenty five million. Yes. Seven years. Seven yeah, years. Yeah, it, it's um. I'll say twenty sixteen though. That's that's kind of like where the magic happened though. Okay. It, it, it's kind of like it's, that's when like I was consistently able to purchase a property, fix it up, rent it out, and then once it's already rented, go to a, a lender to cash it out. All right, so can yeah, we? All right, so, so, like, so can we? Like, yeah. So can it's we get? Like, so, if so, you look at the chart, though, like, uh, you see, like, you notice how it's kind of like I was like, oh, it's like you know, getting a three, it's like one one, and yeah, three, yeah, yeah. But it's like twenty sixteen. That's kind of like when it really like made. Numbers, all right, all right, all right, so, so actually twenty fifteen. My bad, twenty fifteen. So can we that's, go? To, that's when I, you know, can, like the first cash out. Can we go to twenty fifteen when when you start to really take off and and kind of just because that's like your blueprint, right? As far as um, yeah, can you just break that down as far as the, the flips? How you look at a home, right? I. Can you just tell exactly like what you do? So what I do is like when I look at a house, it's like try not to look at a house. I try to look at numbers. Mm. So it's in the formula is basically uh, I, I keep chart of like of my portfolio and I ask myself like, all right, is this going to increase my net worth? And then the other question is, is this going to increase my cash flow? And if the answer is yes, then it's kind of like, all right, it's a thumbs up, you know, I could get this. But now there's the other question now is like, how fast and can I get my money back on this deal? Mm. And then there's like, if all three are yes, then that's when I jump on the deal. Okay, yeah, this is a deal for me. So it, it's like every every property that I see, I see it with that intention. It's like, uh, I think like the most important thing you need to know is how much can a house appraise for? And then it's like the key component here is appraise for, mm. which took me a while to understand because before I would look at a house and I was just like such an honest guy and I would look at it and I would tell myself like, oh, you know what? Ask, I could sell that for 250 mm-hmm. so it's worth 250 but um going back now to like the inner city and it was like kind of like why I stuck to Patterson because I felt like I knew Patterson like the palm of my hand and um not sure if it's like if it's you know if it, if it is the same for every inner city but let's say Patterson you get a you get a block mm-hmm. this corner right here is like where all the hustlers are at and it's a lot of crime basically right mm-hmm. but this corner right here which is the same block super quiet it's cool. You could, you know, you could walk by. Nobody's gonna, you know, try to hustle you for, you know, to buy any any drugs or anything like that. Yeah. But now they're on the same exact block. So now you picture somebody coming from out of town, like an appraiser or anyone, and now they see this property over here. But now when they look at comparables, they're looking at the whole neighborhood and look for the median area. So it's like, if this property right, you know, uh, right here, basically, um, let's say this one is sells for two hundred, but you know, let's say this one sells for. Uh, for, for 250 let's just say, right? But now, if you're buying this one and you're buying it through uh, a short sale, it's gonna be a foreclosure, more than likely, they're gonna use this one here as a comparable. So now this brings down the value of this, but this one is worth more, and you know it's worth more yeah. because you know the area better. So, um, and then going back to the other thing about knowing about uh, you know appraisal and values, it, it, it's, um, it, you know, that, that's kind of where it's at, because it's like, you know that this one's gonna sell for less and this one's gonna sell for more, but when you put those two on paper, Depending which way it goes, remember as I told you earlier, yeah. is like appraisal is not a science, is an art. So depending on the artist, depending which way they want to go, that value could come in at two hundred, could come in at two fifty. So I try to look for the house is worth two fifty that I know the value is going to come in at two hundred. So it's kind of like now off the bat, as soon as I buy the property, I already know I have fifty thousand in equity. The other part of it too, which is why I always try to look for properties that need renovation, because uh, most people do not want to deal with renovations. Most people want to just grab the keys, go inside the house, and they're good to go. So when you get a property and you're renovating, you're adding value to it. Mm-hmm. So now, um, 
let's just say the scenario, right? You you ended up picking this house for two hundred, um, but you know it's already off the bat; it's already worth two fifty. But now you you let's say you throw twenty five into it. Now it's not two seventy five. Now it's three hundred. So now you you got it more 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 value to it. So when when you're doing that, right? When you're about to renovate, right? I'm assuming on your first property, you didn't have a team, or did you going into no. it, right? So what was the process of selecting a team of contractors? Like, like honest people, yeah, honest, yeah. right? So that you don't get ripped off, or was it like, you know what, I'm gonna learn the craft and do it myself, or what was the process in, in creating that? Well, first properties, um, let's just say the second property that I purchased, right? That one I did not do a gut renovation. I just went in, threw a couple, you know, some laminate floorings, painted the walls, patched up a few holes. Um, I think I did like one bathroom. Had I purchased the house today, that probably would have been a complete gut renovation. So you have to do what you know, what you can handle, what you know. Mm-hmm. Um, so when you start off, uh, you know, I advise everybody just start off, you know, with light renovations and kind of like work your way up. Uh, the way it works is basically you get yourself, you know, that one handy guy, which once again, this is why it works out. You, if you're able to buy in your neighborhood, you can make a few phone calls. Hey, do you know, sir? Like, oh yeah, my cousin has a cousin who mm-hmm. is pretty handy. He can help you out. So you start off with the handy guy. Um, but after a while, you know, when you start doing more intense renovations, you know, they might refer you to someone else. Or it was like, you know, just go to Home Depot. It's like, and you study, like, Home Depot's where I buy most of my materials. And it's like, and if you go in there, you study, when you see somebody walking out and all they have is just electrical materials, like, you know, this guy very likely is an electrician, or mm-hmm. at least knows how to do electrical work. Same thing with a plumber and so forth. So it's kind of like, and you sort of build up your team, but it's really a trial and error. Unless you get some referrals, you're going to get burned, you know. A lot of people ask me a lot of times, it's like, have I ever lost money in real estate? And the answer is no, just because I've been able to buy properties that have a lot of um, equity in them. But that doesn't mean that it's not lose money on the deal. So it's like, if I go in and I get a, get a property, I'm projecting to make, let's say, 50000 and I get this one contractor and, you know, he messes up and I end up losing 10000 one time, still make 40000 mm-hmm. you know, but I didn't really didn't like lose money, but you know, You're still in the green. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah. still in the green. You know, contractors, it's tricky with contractors. It's like, it's like that's why I call them contractors, because if you're not careful, they will kind of. Um, the, what I do now to minimize the chances of uh, somebody uh, ripping me off uh, is basically I pay for all the materials, which is pretty cool too because it's like you start getting your miles. So I pay for the materials. I make a, a, what I call a draw schedule, which is the same kind of schedule you have to give your hard money lender. When you get a loan from a lender, you can't just tell the lender, oh, I need 50000 for renovation. You got to kind of like map it out. Like, all right, I'm going to need 2000 to get the house. I'm going to need uh, this much for this. And then you kind of like do every step of, 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 you know, what's required. You map it out. When this is already mapped out, then, you know, you, you start pulling like the, the, the money out. All right. So, okay. So whole versus flips, because you, you hear there's two kinds of trains of thoughts in real estate, right? Some people only want to flip. Some people only believe in buying and holding. Some people do both. You're more on the buying and holding side, right? Yeah, more uh, buying holding. It, it's um, it's it's a little more complicated because it's like when you buy and flip, it's pretty straight, straightforward. You buy a house, you renovate it, you fix it, and you sell it, you make a profit. Um, when trying to hold it, you know, it goes back to the whole thing of appraisal. What if it doesn't, you know, it doesn't come through and and the appraisal doesn't come in right? So you know, you kind of gotta like really, you know, maneuver your way around that. But um, but it, it's uh, if you buy a house that has, and again, you follow like that formula, make sure you follow the cash flow. Um, it, it's um, thing about real estate too is all numbers. So you kind of have all the numbers in front of you. Basically, you already know how much money you're gonna collect in rent. You already know um, how much you're paying for the property. 
over time, once you already know this, you already know what you're going to spend in renovation. So you kind of already know what the mortgage is going to be, what the rent is going to be, what the profit is going to be. Um, and uh, so when you see it's a really good profit, you keep it. And, you know, you don't want to let it go. You want to keep it. So how do you learn that? Like to say, OK, um, all right, I understand that you want to buy a home for cheap and fix it up. But the average person, they don't have any knowledge of like, OK, how much this is actually going to cost to renovate or how do I know it's a good deal? Like, you know what I mean? Like if you're just going in with no team, just by yourself, how do you? So very likely you're going to be a first time home buyer. So I recommend either go for a three family or four family and, uh, and light renovation. So it's like, you know, painting the walls, you know, maybe throw some lemon and flooring, make sure you know how much rent is coming in on this property. And then also see how much you're paying for it and know what your mortgage is going to be. So the difference that's going to be your cash flow. As far as like, what is the number? It's kind of like for me personally, like for, for any property that I get, 1500 is kind of like my number. 1500 and rent? The difference between the mortgage and the rent. So let's okay. say if the mortgage is uh, 2000, I need to be collecting 35. Okay. okay. So the way I do that is basically 500 goes aside and that's for your vacancies, your repairs, the things that can happen in the house. And then the other thousand is kind of like your profit. Okay. That's the minimum that you want. That's, yeah, rule of thumb for me, for my area, that's kind of like, you know, if, if those are the numbers, then it's a keeper and I, and I go through, I go through on the deal. If those are not the numbers, then I just kind of like pass up on the deal. Do you have a minimum as far as the value of the home? Like you want to get it for at least 50000 under its market value or something like that? Yeah. So um, going back to like the, the formula is basically um, the value of the property. Then I look for what can I cash this out for? Like right now I have a lender who gives me 75% loan to value. So I already know uh, value. Multiply that by the 75%. Let's just say the number is, uh, is 200 so kind of I use 200 as my mark. All right, then I'll say, okay, now I have the 200,000 right here. Look at how much you, you know, I'm paying for the property. Let's just say it's, it's uh, there's 100, that's 100 spread. Mm -hmm. Now I gotta look at right, how much it's gonna cost me to renovate. If it's gonna cost me 100 to renovate, and the cash out is kind of like 200, it's 200. It basically like there's no, there's no uh, money in there basically. So it's kind of like, all right, if it's 100, then I have to be like, let's say 150 or even 175 so that once I'm done renovating and I do the cash out, I'm actually able to get my money back. Like the goal is not so much to make a profit on the cash out, but just to at least get your money back so you can move on to the next one. Because if you do it correctly, if let's say you have $40,000, $30,000 to buy a property, you go out, you buy a, a, a property, you renovate it, you rent it, and then you cash it out. If you can at least get back your 30000 and it's like, let's say in, from, from, it'll take you six months to do that. Mm -hmm. So six months later, basically you got your 30, you know, you got your $30,000 back and do that again. So like, it's kind of like with that same money, every six months you could buy a property or every three months, depending on how fast you move. And, and you're taking your money out, just so people are clear, you're taking your money out via not home equity loans, right? You're taking your money out via no, the, the hard money. The, like not just the hard money. Uh, so keyword is asset-based lender. Asset-based lender. Yes. It, it's, um, Income-based lenders will be like your Wells Fargo, your Bank of America, you know, your local bank, they're mm -hmm. the income-based, you know, you go to them, they want to see the dope credit score, they want to, you know, they want to see that you have uh, really good income taxes, you know, that you're actually making good money yourself. Mm -hmm. uh, me, all of my money comes from real estate, so when I go to a bank and, uh, you know, I still try it out once in a while because they got really good interest right now, I always get denied for the loans. Because mm -hmm. it's like, all they see is like, oh, they just see all these expenses, everything's coming from real estate. So for them, it's like, oh my God, it's like such a high risk, like, you know, we can't, we can't rock with you. But when you go to these asset-based lender, they don't see any of that. All they're seeing is like, what is the house? Like, this is the house right here. What, what, how much do you think it's worth? Oh, it's worth this much. All right, this is how much rent, this is how much I'm collecting the rent. So it's like, all right, cool, yeah, we could give you the loan on that. So outside of hard money lenders, who else is an asset-based lender? Asset-based lender, um, the 
one I use right now, uh, they're called Vizio. Vizio. So they're like they're like companies. Yeah, yeah, they're companies. Yeah, okay. nationwide, so it's, it's nationwide companies. People. No, 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 they're, they're nationwide legit bank companies, but they just work with investors. What's the one that you use called? Uh, Vizio. Vizio Lending is, is, is the one that I'm currently using right now. That's another thing too. I mean, you got to keep these guys in rotation because yeah. it's like um, the, the other lender that I used before, they were giving me 70%. Now this one gives me 75%. That 5%, that's a huge difference. You know, it, it, it's, um, if you're talking about a $300,000 house, that's $15,000. Yeah. What's the interest rate usually for that compared to like a regular traditional bank? So a traditional bank might charge, let's say like a 5%. These guys are charged like a six and a half. Yeah, and and then it's a it's a, a five year arm. So you know, after five years, you have to either sell the house or you have to refi it. And, and we we kind of spoke off camera, but we said hard money. Anybody could be a hard money lender, right? Yeah, you can yeah. do it individually, or you can team up with a bunch of people. Exactly. To do it. Yeah, yeah. And I think one of the other things is that the, the time frame, right? The time frame when they want their money back is obviously a lot different, right? This is not a thirty year thing, right? They want their money back. And what, like, what are some of the time frames? Well, hard money lenders, they want their money back, ideally, like in one year. They might give an extension for another six months or another year. Mm -hmm. uh, with these um, cash out asset based lenders, they'll give you loans for a fix for five years, like the well, 30 year mm -hmm. mortgage, but basically it's like the interest rate fixed for five years, seven years, or 10 years. Mm -hmm. But after, you know, at one point, they want you to um, either, you know, refi the mouse, sell the house, or you could go with the 30 year program, but the interest rate is going to be a lot higher. You might look at like an eight and a half, nine percent. So I'd rather just go with the short term because I figured, you know, five years for me is like a long time and I'm constantly evolving in, in real estate. So I figured like, you know, get the lower interest rate just to increase the cash flow. And then in five years, I'll figure it out, you know, see, see so, what's the next. So what do you usually do in five years? What do, what do you do? Like, what's your game plan? Well, let's, let's just say right now, I work with, with my portfolio right now. Um, right now, I just started building um, brand new construction houses. Those I'm not going to keep. Mm. Um, had I done new construction a couple of years ago, I definitely would have kept them. But my mindset right now is to develop buildings and I already have the land to start developing buildings. But I feel that that's like too far of a reach for me right now. Yeah. So what I'm going to do, I'm going to end up sending about from 10 to 15 new construction, sell those, get that money and then start building the buildings. So like in five years, I already have a couple of buildings. Once I start developing the buildings, let's say if I develop a 30 unit building, I'm going to start unloading. 30 units of, of these like smaller properties. Like I don't want to deal with like the headache of these smaller ones when I can have 30 tenants in one section. Yeah. If, if this sounds like monopoly, it, it, it is. Like you, yeah, I, yeah, I, it I literally is. watched your vision board and like the last board is like, and when I get all these things, I'll have my monopoly. So you start with yeah. the little the little uh, greenhouses exactly. until you can get the red building, right? And once you start doing that, no, yeah. three three greenhouses and one red hotel. That's that's hotel hotel. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. If you understand, when I say all the time, the if you understand game. monopoly, you can understand how to make money in this world. Yeah, yeah look, I'm gonna tell you this right now. Like um, the way I play monopoly as a kid and even now, that's the same way I approach real estate. <laughs> It's like my strategy when I play Monopoly is just, you know, obviously you got to go around go to just collect the money. But whenever I land on a piece of property, I try to get that property. Like I focus on just getting like the property mm -hmm. and then, you know, focus on getting like kind of like the, like the, the, the houses. So it's kind of like this sort of what I've been doing. It's like if I see a really good deal and I land on it, I'm going to try to get it. You know, it, yeah. it's like the, don't let it pass out. Now I own properties that are kind of like next to each other. If you look at a building anywhere you go and you really size up the building, you realize like, you know what? It's not that big of a land. It's right. just that on a small piece of land, they just they just went you know pretty high up and they have all these units. So in the, in the city is where you're gonna find the buildings. You're not gonna find them in the suburbs. So now if you basically it's sort of just like monopoly. If you get you know four properties and on those four properties, like you pop a building. All right. So that leads perfect segue into our, our next uh, segment where we're gonna talk about 
your next level, what you're doing, uh, which you just briefly talked about, but we're gonna go into detail as far as the, the next level. Alright, so we playing we playing Monopoly with real money, like the um what was that video? The um, president. Yeah, president's video. Yeah, shout out to shout out to Jay. We had Jay. the reference, Jay. We we yeah, we kept yeah, that alive. A Z. True player staff. Two players staff. We're gonna play with some real money. A Z, Dame, Big. I, we, we was kinda raised off of music, so that's what yeah, we we, nah, we, we relate to the music a lot. But if anybody from that era you remember they were playing Monopoly with real money. But um Fernando's actually really playing Monopoly. Like, it's not a rap video. It's not a rap video. It's bigger than rap. No, 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 no. It's, bigger, it's bigger than rap. It's bigger than rap. No, we get inspired by rappers. <laughs> so, um, all right. So now you talked about the blueprint as far as to, to buy the homes and then to get the money out of the homes and then buy another home and kind of keep that cycle going. But you're saying that, see, all successful people have a, a plan, right? Nobody just start. We had another guest on. Episode 11, shout out to Derek Falcon. He was a great episode on, uh, he's a restaurant owner in Baltimore. And he spoke about, you have to have a vision, right? His, yeah. he was like, whenever he goes into something, he thinks about like, what is his grandkids gonna inherit? Like, mm -hmm. you know, that's like his play. Like, what's the grandkids gonna inherit? Even though he doesn't even have kids yet, I don't think. No, like, no, so, no, no, don't. So, but, so that's like, you gotta always think three steps ahead. So you already, you're already planning three steps ahead, right? So you did the, you're doing the real estate thing with the, the mixed unit, well, multi-level homes and things that nature, multi-family homes. But the next play is a bigger play, right? Yes. So we want to talk about that in this segment. So you told me over the phone when we spoke and I saw at the seminar that now you're just buying plots of land, yes. right? Yes. And you're now you're a, a real estate developer. Yes. Can you talk about that? Uh, yes. Yeah, so um, a couple of months back, like uh, I was with, with Caesar, and uh, we went at a political function, and we just you know chopping it up, and uh, and he showed me, you know, he's like, oh look, um, like these lots they're for sale. Like you're interested? And I looked at them, and I saw the addresses. I'm like, oh man, I'm just garbage. <laughs> and he's like, but can, yeah. can you pause for two seconds? Because when I say lots, right, a lot of people will think, oh, you're buying a parking lot. No, 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 no reached out to the realtor, but I just wanted those two. I wasn't interested in the other ones. Yeah. So, but the guy was like, nah, the seller, he's only willing to basically sell the whole, everything together. Like, he's not going to let you just make it pick which ones you want. Mm -hmm. So I still pushed for I was like, you know what, then I'm going to buy the, like, you know, I try to squeeze in half of them. I was like, put it off for like half. He's like, nah, he wants, he wants, you know, you got to buy everything. So I lowballed them on everything. And just with the idea, I said, you know what, I'm going to buy everything. And as soon as I buy it, did the numbers, if he gives it to me at this price, I could just throw it back on the market, just make a few a few dollars on it. Mm -hmm. So, get into the process. I ended up uh, going on the contract. As I'm going on the contract, I start doing more research. I start researching brand new constructions, and uh, I noticed that they were selling for like three fifty, three thirty, three sixty, and I realized that they're new constructions, but these new constructions were built in two thousand and three. Mm -hmm. Now. These will be built in 2018, so I was like, wait a minute, that means that these have to be worth a lot more than, mm -hmm. so at, at least 375. So, so, so I figured, all right, so the key is like, no, number one, you gotta know what can you sell something for. So like, I right, 375. So now 
how much am I paying for these lots? On average, I was like paying like 25. 25,000. 25,000. How many, how many lots did you buy? Uh, 22. Bro, 22 lot, 25,000 a piece. Yeah, 25,000 a piece, yeah. And there was like another, like a two family in there that it just kind of like threw in. <laughs> so how do you, how do you, how do you, how do you, how do you buy lots? You buy it in cash or you get, can you get like a, a loan for that? Yeah, like, that, yeah that was like a mission because I'm calling up like the hard money lenders that I use and they're like, we don't own on vacant lots. I was like, wait a minute, okay. I just put up, <laughs> I just put up like $20,000 non-refundable, which you know you can't own me on this. Like, now nah, you know what? You got to put up like 50%. I was like, shit, I can't. I was like, no, that's too much. And I started making phone calls and I started explaining to them, you know, having conversations with them, know how much business we've done. You, you, got, you, got, some great, you got some great content, man. You know I mean? I, if I call somebody for, for $20, well, it's all about relationships. Yeah, exactly. Like, like, you build some really good relationships, man. So, and, I, and I'm a quiet guy. Like, you know, I'm not a, like a big speaker, but, you know, when it comes to like, you know, business and stuff, and then get on that phone, it's like, you know, I started, like, I started transforming, man. I'm like, you know, it's like Michael Jackson gets on stage, you know, quiet do off stage, but on stage, he has to perform at showtime. So, showtime. Like, so, Long story short, I convinced them to uh, to loan me, and uh, and they they were willing to do you know the lender was willing to do twenty percent. One thing about these lots that I picked up though is that because they're located in urban areas, uh, they're located in redevelopment zones, which meant that the city has these uh, kind of sort of like um, set idea of what you can build on these lots, and if you meet the square footage and what they want, then you don't need to go in front of a zoning board. You can just basically submit paper like just submit plans to the um, building department is just like taking out a permit on a, on a whole new construction. Mm. So that allowed me to leverage these out. So as soon as I closed, I was able to you know get with the architect and, um, and uh, submit all the paperwork and I already have permits on, on five, which means I already have the financing in place to build these five. What's the permit? You talked about that when we, spoke, when we first spoke. You, this, you had to have the permits, like it's a process, right? When you buy land, like it's different than just buying a home, right? So, yeah, yeah, yeah. When you, um, yeah, when you buy land, it's, it's more complicated because it's like banks don't really want to loan on land because what do you have? You just have dirt, basically. You know, there's like no, no, no property. There's no cash flow, nothing on it. It's just basically vacant lots. Mm -hmm. And in most places, when you buy a lot, you have to go in front of a zoning board, which can take a year before you can start building on. These, you know, fortunately, I was able to kind of like build right away. So, um, now going back to like the numbers, basically like, so 375 and then 25 for the lot that puts me like at 350. So now the difference between now, let's say a few years back is like the market where is at now, where it was a few years back. If we go back like three years, you built a new construction home. You were lucky to get 250, maybe 275 for it. But now think about it. Now let's say if it costs you, um, 225 to build and you're going to sell it for 250, you're, you're almost like breaking even basically, yeah. or even like, you know, 275, not really make much money. So now that you can go 375, that gives an extra whole hundred thousand. So that makes a big difference. So that kind of changed over my mind. I said, you know what, why am I going to now do complete renovations when I could just basically build all these homes? Yeah. So now instead of grabbing the lots, keeping the ones that I want to send off the other ones, I said, no, forget that. I'm going to basically get all these lots and I'm going to build all of them. Yeah, so can we go back a little bit because you said Caesar had a list, right? And it was 22 units, 22 yeah. lots. Where does someone even see that list? Like, is that at an auction? Like, where are we getting that? We have to go to a county clerk or something? No, no, that's just relationships. It, it, mm. It's basically um, when you're known, you know, for, for making deals, deals will pop up on your email. <laughs> like, you know, I get phone calls all the time. Like, hey, listen, I got this deal. And it's like, you know, if it's a good deal, jump on it. If it's not a good deal, then I let it go. A lot of times people tell me, like, hey, you ever let go one of those deals? But, you know, <laughs> if my opinion is this, it's like, you don't want it because it's like, if there's a reason, if I let it go, it's because it's not a good deal. Basically, if it's a good deal, I'm going to, somehow, some way, I'm going to make it happen. So, all right. So, okay. So now you're building homes, right? Yes. So when you, you're building homes from scratch, right? 
what kind of homes are you building? How do you build a home? Who do you have a contract? Like, how does that yeah. happen? So, all right. So, I mean, first of all, you know, the idea of building something from the ground up was uh, was scary. I was like, I've never done it. It's like, how am I going to do this? But, you know, going back to the whole renovation schedule, when you map it out, when you, like, kind of break everything up into pieces, it, it, it's like when you do a, a, a complete renovation, the first thing that I basically look for is, you know, you need to gut the property. Once you gut the property, then you go to the framing. You know, it's like a system. Then from framing, you go to, um, you, you end up doing the, uh, the plumbing. Then you do the electric, you know, and then it comes the insulation, it comes the drywall. So it's like a process, a step. You, you just kind of map it out step by step. So now if you put complete renovation on one side, you put new construction on the other side, what's the difference between the two? The only difference is that on a, on a, on a, on a, on a new construction, you need foundation and you need framing. Once you have foundation and framing, pretty much what you have is like the skeleton of a house. When you buy a house and you do a gut renovation, that's all you're left with, the skeleton of mm -hmm. a house. So now, if so, I kind of like really did the math. I was like, oh, if I pay for the lots at 25, how much can it really cost me to do a foundation? And I just, you know, and I figured, you know what, made a, you know, made some phone calls. Just, you know, contractors giving me prices, and then, yeah. like most people said, like, oh, 40,000 from cement up, 40,000. Yeah, just the just the foundation. foundation okay. So I was like, all right, 40,000, and then made some other phone calls. How much is you know for the framing? Same thing okay. came up to price like 40,000, like 80. So now 80 plus the 25, that's 105. I was yeah. like, I'm paying that right now. <laughs> To renovate. For, for like a complete renovation. So yeah. and that's the worst case scenario. Right. Now being like someone who uh who knows how to maneuver my way around construction, it is like those the the I'll probably cut both of them down like by half. So how much it'll cost like how much will it cost to build up everything? The it's, house, your house. Like right you know, right now, I mean it's, it's, it's gonna be my first rodeo, so it's kinda like it's just a budget that I have in my head and my budget right now is like one seventy five. And you sell that home for how much? Three seventy five. So you make two hundred thousand. But then you know, you minus the twenty five of the land and minus the closing costs. Right, right, right. Yeah, so let's say like one fifty. So like ten of them is like one point five. So what's the? Are you selling these homes or are you yeah, going to selling all of them? Yeah. Like I said, like only selling them because it's like now my vision is to develop buildings. So I already have the last for the buildings. I just don't have the the knowledge of building a building, yeah. and I don't have the, uh, the the liquid funds to get into a project like that. Because uh, it's like I have this big portfolio. And net worth is looking pretty nice, yeah. But you know the cash flow is looking pretty tight because it's kind of like the you know it, the way I see it. Once my all my personal bills are taken care of, it's like if I have five thousand dollars in cash flow in a month, yeah. The way I see it is like money has to work for me. I don't work for money, so it's kind of like that money's just sitting in the bank. I just got basically five thousand dollars acting lazy in the bank, so I got to put them to work. Yeah. So I look around and try to find like a property and that I know I can hold up. Like ah, oh, that's five thousand dollars worth of mortgages that I can hold up. On the house until I'm ready to start, you know, working on it. Yeah, you, you said. Well, you, oh, wait, okay. Money works for me. I don't work for money. Shit, <laughs> I like that. that. I was actually going because you told me like something that. off camera. You was like net worth over. What, what was the slogan you said? Uh, no, yeah, because it's kind of like uh, separate things. You got your, you know, um, your asset minus the uh, liabilities, which is, you know, let's mm -hmm. say, let's say mm -hmm. we've heard that before. It, it, you said you said you know, you said net worth, net worth, um, rich but cash. Oh yeah, yeah, net worth. Yeah, I'm net worth rich but cash flow poor. Yeah, yeah. Right, so you know, I'm cool with that for now because yeah. it's like I'm trying to build up. I'm trying to you know just climb up to a certain level. Right. So your net worth could be thirty million, right? But your cash flow could be three thousand, and that's okay, right? Like, exactly. Yeah. Like it, I wish I had. That. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But it's basically like yeah, like you know, it, it, it's um, it's two different things. Like it's just rappers, for example, like you know, um, people who get these large amounts of money, they're cash rich. Right. Like they have a lot of cash on hand. 
but they probably have like no net worth. You, know? <laughs> exactly. you probably see people with like the nice cars, the jewelry, and everything, and they're riding around with their net worth. Yeah. So, but then you can see someone like me, you know, I'm driving a Toyota Tacoma. <laughs> so it's like, I'm not standing, but it's like the net worth is looking nice. The net worth is looking yeah, more than nice. Yeah. How, what's the, the time frame on building from the ground up? That's the thing, you know, so it's like, we don't know when you're not familiar with something. In my mind, I would have said, oh, it's like a year is going to take to build up a house. Mm -hmm. Before I started doing the house, I was like, six months, I'm going to build, you know, it's, it's going to be the time frame. Now the time frame is looking like three months. So I think like three, three months. months I could knock out a house. Wow. And I could probably build them like two, probably like two to three weeks apart. So it's, if you go on my Instagram right now, I already posted two of them. I saw you with the cement. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so one already have the foundation. The other one I'm working on the footing. And then probably like another two weeks, one already is going to have the framing. The other yeah. one's going to have the foundation. And I'm going to be working on the footing on that one. And it's like, and they're going to be lined up like that. Are you just using the same team each time? Or are you like, you know what, I'm going to... Capitalized by using different teams that I trust to work on each property. It's like I have my core guys that I trust and like I know they can handle things, and then it's their responsibility to build up on them. So it's kind of like um, uh, like my project manager. His job is to kind of like I tell him this is what I want to do, mm -hmm. and then he goes out, and he finds the extra help, even if it means you know reaching out to a contractor to kind of help him out you know it's crazy like if i reach out to a contractor let's just say they might tell me fifteen thousand i tell him to reach out he ends up getting it for ten <laughs> you know because it's like the, the relationships and, and yeah. basically the the concept of like hey listen you got to give me a good price because i need to make money off of this mm. but then you know obviously i know what's going on and the savings get passed down to me yeah wow <laughs> well, ladies and gentlemen once again um free education Right. That's a good thing about the show is that it's all free and all of our guests are willing to provide information because you didn't have to, you know, tell people what you're doing. Like you could just be selfish. Nah, yeah. Like, I mean, I'll say this much is like when, um, when C's did the first seminar and he tells me that y'all want to do a seminar. I was like, oh, that's cool. Like, yeah, remember, we spoke about doing like little seminars, but in churches. <laughs> like, you know, like, going to get back to the community. Like, and I see every time I see like a, you know, a, a pastor, I talk to him, like, let's, you know, I do real estate. You want me to come and speak to your congregation? Then it's like, let me know. I'll come through and I'll speak. You know, nobody's ever invited. <laughs> like, you, know, you, know, you know what I mean? But it's kind of like maybe now, you know, it's like getting phone calls and stuff. But, uh, you know, but um, so I thought that's what it was going to be. He's like, nah, we're going to do like these seminars, you know, for like, I was like, like, yo, we got money, like, you know, like, <laughs> like, why, why do this? But then when I went to the first seminar, right, I was supposed, mind you, I was supposed to speak at the first seminar, right? And it's like, when I get there, I was like, oh, nah, I can't speak, man. It's like, I'm not a public speaker. So I was like, nah. But looking at the crowd, when I seen the crowd, I seen like everybody's like from the, you know, the first one was in Patterson. I seen a lot of people that I know. And, um, and it just kind of hit me. I'm like, you know what, man, that, that was me 10, 15 years ago. And mm -hmm. I knew nothing. And I needed it, like somebody to kind of just not help me out like giving me a hand but just kind of like guiding me like tell me this is you know this is the direction and it's kind of like and we came from nothing so it's like i feel like when they see us you know they're not seeing these guys in these fancy suits they're seeing themselves so they're saying like you know what if you know if, if like if they did it they put they, they were able to put in the work and you know look where they're at now that means i can do it so i feel like i felt i felt bad like that i didn't speak i felt bad like yeah you know what i let my my fear you know stop me from going up there and like and these people it's kind of like they need like that motivation, you yeah. know what I'm saying? They need that information. So that motivated me to kind of like, you know, uh, you know, to, to push through and, and, um, and actually speak on stage. God, I feel like it is like a responsibility for, you know, for people like us that we are, you know, at a, at a certain, you know, certain level where we have like this knowledge of this information and it's kind of like we could keep it, 
But it's like, you know, if Tiger Woods right now showed you how to play golf, Michael Jordan showed you how to play basketball, mm -hmm. that's not going to dim their life. Exactly. You know what right, I mean? Right, They're still right. going to be who they are. So exactly. I feel like if, exactly. you know, if, if I go out here and I tell you everything that I do, how I do it. You still want to eat regardless. I'm going to eat regardless. <laughs> sure, no, I'll, be, I'll tell you this right now, man. Like, I could like stop today and just with these lots that I have with these, uh, these plans that I have with the buildings, I'm going to stay busy for the next five years. And all my crew, everybody that works for me, they're going to stay busy for the next five years. So mm -hmm. we all going to eat. Yeah. So it's kind of like, you know, why, why try to keep that information? It's kind of like, uh, you know, I don't need to bring you down so, so I could elevate. Like, you know what I mean? It's like I could elevate myself and then bring you up and it's like, and I'll still be up too. Everybody eats, man. Yeah, everybody I love eats. It. I love it. it. Yeah, everybody yeah, yeah, yeah. eats. You know what I mean? Sure, man. My graduates from my school being Forbes. Bag drop. Bag drop. <laughs> a mic drop. Bag drop. Bag drop. Hopefully, this is the last time you hear this ad. With Chime Checking Account, features like fee-free overdraft up to $200 with SpotMe and getting paid up to two days early with direct deposit, you can probably treat yourself to an ad-free upgrade to spend more time listening to your favorite podcasts or at least grab an extra latte. Take more control of your finances and say goodbye to monthly fees. Open your account in minutes at chime.com goals24. That's chime.com goals24. Chime feels like progress. Banking services and debit card provided by the Bancorp Bank NA or Stride Bank NA members FDIC. Spot me eligibility requirements and overdraft limits apply. Terms and conditions apply. Go to chime.com slash disclosures for details. Sick of being upsold at gyms? My guy, you're currently a base member? For $90 more, I can upgrade you to our Shred membership. For $130 more, you'll be a swole member. And for just $300 more, you'll reach Sweat Platinum. At Planet Fitness, you'll get energy without the upsell. Never pushy, always free fitness training and equipment for every workout. It's fitness that fits your budget. Join Planet Fitness for just $1 down and $10 a month. Cancel anytime. Deal ends Friday, May 10th. See Home Club for details.